0: Welcome to Heart Shaped Pod, a Nirvana fan podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and
1: Travis Clark. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Heart Shaped Pod. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Travis fucking Clark.
0: Hi, I'm I'm Kurt Cobain. No, you're
1: (laughs) Cobain.
2: That was going to fool them. Oh, you're right. I think what a would've...
1: reveal that would have been. Then we're going to the...
2: think it was him. Andy has been Kurt Cobain this whole time. <laughs> the whole time. Well, this changes everything. It sure does. We M. Night Shyamalan'd our own podcast. You know,
0: nothing has changed. It's just me. It's Andy. Ah. Well, sorry. No. sorry, to sorry there to trick everyone. Go. That's all right.
1: Yeah, welcome to the next to last episode of Heart Shaped Pod, the penultimate pod, the penultimate podcast episode of Heart a shaped a pod. Well,
2: because it's the penultimate episode, I have a present.
0: Why do you keep saying penultimate? Yeah, what's your problem? That's not how that word is.
1: That's how I say it. It's penultimate, penultimate. Do you
0: yeah. also say espresso?
1: No, I say espresso. Do you say sabotage instead of sabotage? I do say like sabotage. Yeah. Shatner. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, the Pent Ultimate <laughs> episode, go on. I got you guys a present that yeah. uh,
2: greatly ties into our content, greatly ties into the band that we're doing uh, all of these episodes about. Got you guys uh, some egg shakers. Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Yeah. So, oh, you got these for free. These were sent to you. <laughs> yes, <100% laughs> yeah, that's 100% correct. Reverb sent these to you because of a tweet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I have enough egg shakers, and I was like, you know who uh, – you know who could use some rhythm in their lives? Adam and Andy. That's true. I could yeah.
0: always use some rhythm. That's,
1: yeah, that's great. We're going to start a band with these. Hell yeah, we are. We're going to do a photo shoot, and me and Andy <laughs> are going to be under a plus sign. <laughs> You're going to be under a, a negative minus. sign. Yeah. And then uh, you get kicked out of the band. Uh, but we keep these egg shakers. Can you guys call
2: it, can it be a uh, Nirvana tribute band, and can you call it yourself negative tr-
1: creep? And it's egg. That neg- yes. It, yeah. So negative with two Gs. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I like that. Two Gs next to each other. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, you guys, are the, you guys are the two that, Gs next to each other. Right. Yeah, yeah. and I'm out. No, 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 no. I'm out. No, no, no. The two Gs. That's what we've been calling each other.
0: Yeah. The two Gs. I got to call the other. When somebody says, hey, uh, are you recording the podcast today? I'm like, I got to call the other G to yeah. find out. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it goes. Fucking solid riff, Andy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we, we've- we uh, I hate to break it to people, What's but up? spoiler alert, we've reached pretty much the end of the research here, and- Wait, what? Kurt dies, guys. What? Yeah. Kurt what? Cobain's dead. I thought he was just on indefinite hiatus. I thought he got me too'd.
2: <laughs> he
1: did by a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> he got- but a bullet
0: shot by you,
1: Bono. <gasps> he
0: got youtubed.
2: <laughs> wow, that's some edgy material, Andy.
1: <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, <Zoropa.
0: laughs>
1: Yes. Yep. Yep. Anyway, should we talk about how to dismantle a bomb, or um, Octung baby? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Did he kill himself on a bloody
1: Sunday? <laughs> it was a. Bloody Sunday, I believe. I think he killed himself in the name of love. Courtney oh. Love!
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Hey y'all, we're back! But actually, he got murdered. He yeah, didn't by, himself. yeah, for yeah, sure. But for sure. We'll for get sure to murdered. that. In the name of covering Kurt Cobain's final days, on these last two episodes, we're talking about two, what I would argue the two biggest documentaries, at least in terms of providing a theory as to the circumstances of his death.
0: I I don't know that this first one actually provides a theory as much as it Well I mean Courtney Love
1: does at the end.
0: Well yeah, she yeah, okay. Yeah. But it's not like the documentary isn't a no 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 also i don't want to call it a documentary honestly um we're talking about montage of heck it's an animated feature right it's a non-narrative clusterfuck
1: it's a hit piece that makes kurt cobain look like shit kind of like this podcast
0: has been sure 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 sure. we're not his family we're not so and nobody cares about us or what we say jesus wow wow yeah, we and Travis care about what you say. Yeah, we did until just
1: now. Do you?
0: So you don't feel like this is a documentary, Andy? I mean, in very loose terms, it's a non-narrative film for sure. Uh, yeah. It's a non-narrative, allegedly non-fiction film.
2: It does document, I mean, it literally just takes recordings that he made for no one, right? And documents Yeah, right. but
0: it also, I mean, it repositions a lot of stuff. It removes context for a lot of things and then applies its own context. It also doesn't really seem to have a thesis. Yeah, uh, it has a few like theses going on that it that it never really, you know, it, yeah, d- develops. It,
1: it really blows through the story pretty fast, which is crazy because it's t- over two hours long. Yeah, right. And doesn't? Am I
2: wrong that Frances Bean had some kind of part in this?
0: She must have because there's no way that footage. Could have been released, right? Of her as an infant. Yeah, I thought she yeah, was like think.
2: a producer or something
0: of it. She or, might have been. Yeah. She might have been. I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about the uh, the making of it. I did hear an anecdote about the director once at a screening of it, and he was apparently just like a real shitty moron. <laughs>
2: oh, what? Wait, what's the anecdote of that? I
0: can't remember it verbatim. It, it was somebody, some comic was used to do it on stage. I can't remember who. But it was just like I saw this screening of Montage of Heck and the director was like being super pompous, making the whole thing about him. And then at the end was like, fucking play this movie loud or whatever. And it's yeah. just like, dude.
2: Like, I, uh, I, I, I don't know what you're referencing because I don't remember anybody, it's me seeing anybody do that. But I will say the weird thing that I've seen about both of these documentaries that we'll be talking about over the next few episodes is that everybody makes Kurt's death about
0: them. Oh, for sure. It's yeah. super
2: weird, you yeah. know, that somebody's death can make you famous because you were a part of it somehow.
0: Yeah, well, there's this weird thing, I think, when we talk about death in general that just, like, there's this inclination there where it's like, well, the person who died obviously can't say anything. And so there's an absence – there's, like, a character absence from absent from the narrative. So it's like – the I think that the inclination to make a story about them, about you, is sort of natural, but it's also something that should be, like – challenged and am i making any sense no right now? but
1: you rarely do. you're making andy yeah. sense right now oh <laughs> yeah,
0: how about that i got
1: it i'll take it uh yeah one thing that's interesting about this documentary and i think that's also possibly the biggest flaw of this documentary is what travis mentioned already that this all comes from kurt cobain's own words And if we've learned any single thing about Kurt Cobain over the course of this podcast, he was a notorious liar. Like, he lied all the time.
2: Do not listen to Kurt Cobain if you're looking for the truth.
1: (laughs) Right. And there's that really famous uh, review that Buzz Osborne did of this (laughs) documentary. Uh, It was a... You can read it still. It's on a website called TalkHouse.com, and it is called... Come on, Internet. Buzz Osborne talks the HBO documentary Kurt Cobain montage not a of great, heck. That's not a that's great That's not a great, great review yeah.
0: headline. I mean, it, you could just pick more like montage of dreck, you know, and then boom. <laughs> but it's I feel like it should clear. be like,
1: oh, Buzz Osborne's 10 critiques of montage of heck. You won't believe number seven.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but you can go out and read the entire review. But that's one of the first points he brings up is that Kurt Cobain lied all the time to everyone, especially in interviews. So, basing a documentary on his own words mm-hmm. has actually the opposite effect of what you want it to.
0: Well, especially if, if your whole purpose is to be like, well, this is the true intimate story of Kurt Cobain. Like, right. There's. About a Son does the same thing in that, like, the entire movie is just audio recordings of Kurt Cobain talking. Right. But it also. Doesn't position itself as a documentary film with like a position to take, so it's just it's it's more like a meditation, and so right. there's no agenda to it, so it's fine. Yeah. Whereas here, there's there's like there's an,
1: they're painting a story of Kurt Cobain that seems like it might not be entirely true. Well,
2: right before we started recording, uh, Andy came in. He had a near accident on the way to. Andy was almost killed. I almost died sure.
0: on the way here. So we not, don't
2: need to spend so much time on that, though. We don't. But if Andy <laughs> had uh, shuffled off of this mortal coil and all we had were the recordings of this podcast that we've oh, done see, that would people bad. would make like a, an Andy documentary where like this guy loved Hitler <laughs> this guy loved underage girls this is all we know about him because of his own words this is what he okay, talked about Okay, but
0: these none of those are my words though <laughs> This would be you, you're my Courtney Love now Hell yeah I am <laughs> Yeah you definitely paid that woman to almost fucking kill me with her car yeah i did it's weird that her license plate said el El (laughs) duche yeah it's weird that she got (laughs) hit by a train yeah how (laughs) fitting
1: but uh what's interesting about buzz osborne's take on this is there are like three or four really interesting stories in montage of heck that hadn't been heard up to that point And he argues
0: that all of them are lies. They're bullshit. Oh, they're and they're mostly the stories that are presented in those animated sequences, right? Right. And the thing is that those animated sequences were really the only time that I was like, I would watch a movie that's this. I would not.
2: You Uh, wouldn't watch like a grunge Frozen.
1: uh, Uh, No, it's more like a
0: grunge Waking Life. (laughs) Okay, yeah, sure. But as far
1: like the the story about Kurt allegedly trying to sleep with a
0: developmentally disabled sleep with is a very kind way to put that.
1: Well, developmentally disabled is a kind way to put it compared to Buzz Osborne's review, which Uh-oh. is fat
0: retard, is how he refers to her. But, Jesus. Wow. But at least he didn't, you know, try to force himself upon her. Right, but neither did Kurt Cobain, probably. Yeah, probably.
2: Well, the whole thing's fiction, right? Isn't the whole thing just a story he made up?
1: Yeah, se- Well, in that documentary, it's not presented that way. No, one. it's definitely presented as true. And... What Buzz Osborne brings up is they went to the same high school at that exact same time. Oh. And you don't just fuck a developmentally disabled girl and then get chased out of the home by her military dad.
0: Well, that wasn't the story. The story was that they were sleep- that they were going to have sex, and he asked her if she had ever done it before. And she said that she did with her cousins. Right. And then he said, and this is not nice, but he was repulsed, so repulsed by the smell of her vagina and her sweat that he that he got disgusted and just left. That's the story that's in the in the documentary. Right. He wasn't like chased out or anything, but And she had some like What big... the story was that the, the next day at school or a couple days later her dad came to the school okay, talking yeah. about the, it. Yeah, her dad so, is yeah. involved in it. In so that's actually way. even more more exposure than him being chased out. Right. And be. he even
1: says that kids were making fun of him at school for it. And Buzz Osborne is like, "No, we want nobody ever heard that story." Yeah. No. Until this montage of Heck documentary. So there's no context to when, why, where Kurt Cobain was saying that.
0: Well and in the film it's significant because that's the first time we see the suicide thing come up because it's in response to that and the ridicule he receives and not it's weird that it's that he presents it as, as the ridicule is the problem and not the shame he felt at almost raping someone. Right. Uh, where he then goes down to the train track and puts concrete blocks on him on himself.
2: Well look, if we've learned anything about Kurt over these episodes we've done is that he ticked reviews really hard. <laughs>
0: Well, that's that's the thing that the movie sets up. The movie's (laughs) constantly setting up this idea that he's, like, hypersensitive to rejection, and rejection and public ridicule is his number one problem. Right. And it makes him want to kill himself all the time. Right. They
1: really – like, Chris Novoselic even – participates
0: in that. Yeah, he does. The first thing he says in the documentary is really, is is one of those things that, like, in the next documentary is, like, 100% refuted, where he's like, right. we should have seen this. Right, but, like, literally all of Kurt's other friends are like, no, he was happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but
2: Chris was just busy getting drunk and peeing on things the whole time. Like, I don't know if he's a reliable narrator either. That's no. a good point.
1: Yeah, and so there's that story that you see in this documentary that seems really troubling at first and then the more you look into it probably not true like so many other of his stories there's also a story about him trying to kill himself by sitting on train tracks yeah that's
0: that's w- in response to the ridicule he got for oh, okay, being called yeah. a r word fucker yeah
1: and buzz says that never happened
2: what, uh how do you how do you sit on train tracks to kill yourself like you can you can what's, just you
0: can just move what's weird is that So in the documentary, the animation doesn't actually show this, but in his words, it's weird. The animation doesn't line up with what Kurt is saying. What he says he did is he lied down on the train tracks, put two concrete blocks on him to weigh himself down.
2: Okay, you can still move those.
0: And then the train went by him. The train was on a different track than the one he was on, which is not impossible. But it's also not what they animated. What they animated was him just sitting by a train track and watching a train go by. Right, so it's like even there, it doesn't line up, and it's like, "Are this is where you were afraid of being too on the nose is having (laughs) the animation directly reflect this story that Kurt is telling, and that's Kurt talking." Right, but it's yeah, I don't know. I think I I I feel like it's bullshit. It's hard to say because you don't really know he was alone or whatever. You never know everything about a person.
1: Yeah, you don't like we don't have any way of knowing any of this for sure.
2: But all right, but I was. 20 something once and i made up shit all the fucking time if i thought it made me look or sound cool
1: yeah all the fucking time yeah right and there's another thing that comes up in this documentary that buzz osborne takes a lot of uh exception to but we'll talk about it at the end listen i met buzz osborne once he's not the nicest dude yeah but a lot of times the nice the 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 not nice dudes are the most honest yeah true because those like i trust someone who's not nice a little more than i trust someone who's always nice interesting because there are there are people out there who just want to be liked so badly and it feels like a red flag to me when i see it mm. I interesting can, that you asked me to do the podcast then. i can give you some names after <laughs> we're done recording if you'd like them
2: oh i have a couple in mind right <laughs> off
1: the bat and am i one of them Mm-mm. okay no, you're just you're just nice
2: yeah. and it's gross. Yeah, you're just <laughs> nice and then if someone's nice back to you, you think it's like a joke. You're like, "Why are you being nice to me?"
0: Oh, I I'm I'm immediately. If someone is nice back to me, I'm like, "What are you trying to What's do?" What's your game, yeah. bro? How yeah. are you going to destroy <laughs> me? Right. <laughs> (laughs) So
1: we'll talk about the suicide theory that this documentary presents in a little bit. Because this documentary covers a lot of what we've already covered. Sure. In terms of the Nirvana story. But there were some things that come up in this that we have maybe touched on before that this documentary touches on a little more in detail. One of those things is the band names they almost went with before Nirvana. Did anyone catch this scene? Authority Porch. It's, (laughs) It's,
2: <laughs> uh, what Pen Cap Chew and well, Ted Cap,
0: Ed. Well, that's in the yeah. Pen Cap Chew, Ted Ed, uh, Fred, Ted Ed, Fred. But this one, fecal there's, matter, fecal matter. There's I always knew about. There's a point matter.
1: in the documentary where there it's a montage of stuff from his journals which a lot of it is right yeah and they're showing all the different band names he had written down bliss at various points Uh, my
0: favorite is skid row
1: yeah pretty great (laughs) oh really there's uh what about spam cone spam cone pretty good crooning dork crooning dork cry baby jerkins (laughs) boy and heat oh libido misspelled the mandibles.
0: I like Crybaby Jerkins. I want that to be my rest. That's like name. a swing band name. Yeah. do, 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 do,
1: <laughs> Cold and wet. Okay. Window pain. But pain like
2: pain. pain. That's like a bad comic book villain. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: fecal matter we know about. Drugs for sale. Now- that, to me, is teenage Kurt being like, what if we put up flyers that said drugs for sale and everyone would come? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. We're going to of... name our band Free Blowjobs.
2: <laughs> That's what I always scream out whenever I see Skinnered. Free Blowjobs! <laughs>
0: Bliss?
1: Yep. Erectum? Sure. Syringe? Spelled, spelled wrong. way wrong. Is,
0: yeah. I don't think Kurt was good at spelling. I don't think so. Skidrow? Yeah. I like that. Because was he going to have Sebastian Bach join the band? (laughs) I think this was
1: right before Skid Row, the hair metal band, started. Really? Because they're a late 80s band also. This would have been like 86, 87 when he'd have been doing all this.
2: I would like to imagine Kurt, his biggest regret was like, fucking Sebastian Bach (laughs) took my idea. (laughs) Skid Row's a way better name.
3: Which I wanted to call it, fucker. 18 in life up, 27 in bullets. That's what I'm writing. Twenty-seven for life.
1: <laughs> Twenty-seven for life. <laughs> we have fun here. Yep. Uh smellfish. 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 Man bug. I kind of like manbug. Manbug. <laughs> Godchild. God child. Godchild. Godchild. Novocaine, again. Spelled wrong. misspelled. spelled. Yeah. Breed. Nope.
2: Per- oh, that's it's, it ends up it's being a song. song.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Perkadan. Spelled wrong. Spelled wrong. Hair lip, but like a bunny.
2: <laughs> right. Well, that's how you spell that. No, <laughs> no
0: it is not. It. Yeah, it is. No, it is. It's, that's how it's, yeah.
1: Mm, I don't
2: think. I don't think you're right. That's why, they, okay. Oh, because it's split like a bunny? But it's all one word that way, I think, isn't it? Boom. Wow. But it has to be one word. It's two wow. words. Wow.
1: Oh, because it, because it, it looks like, normal like a normal left yeah. clip of a hair. Yeah. 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 All right. Oh, wow. You feel oh. like you're better than us now? Well, they call what, it? you're from Tacoma or from Olympia? A little. I don't know if I got that right. It's close. Probably. Yeah.
0: I don't know what the comparison is there. I think that's just, is Tacoma better than Olympia? I, that's what I was going for. It's in between. It's Olympia exact- doesn't have a truck named after it. <laughs> Tacoma has those fucking shitty
2: acoustic guitars named after them. Fuck them. <laughs> oh, man. How come they don't call it uh, Camel Toe? What? <laughs> <laughs> the hair lip. Why don't they um, call it Camel Toe? I can think of a few reasons. <laughs> I would say if they, had, they would have that before... The normal colloquialism of hair, of of camel toe. Why wouldn't you just call it camel toe?
1: On your face? <laughs> on your face. Yeah. Why would you have a toe on your
2: face? I don't know, man, because you were born wrong because God didn't want
0: you. Wait, toe face. That's a good band name. Yep, toe face toe would face. be a good band yeah. on the list. <laughs> uh, how about rehash? Or
1: nagging rash. Nagging <laughs> rash. Nagging itch. Wow. Stinking, Stinking rash. I'm catching a theme here. Ted Ed Fred.
0: I don't get the Ted Ed Fred.
1: And Pen Cap Chew, I didn't put on the
0: list. There was another one in there too, uh, Pregnant Boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what about the one, Courtney Love Murdered Me? That was a strange <laughs> That would have been band a really
1: name. good. Love Kills. Band that name. A... Yeah. Love her. And then in parentheses, in the future. Right. <laughs> future Love Kills. That's actually not a bad band future name. Future Love Kills.
0: I feel like that's a Mark Kosalek side project.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's what we're doing after this podcast. Future Love Kills.
0: Yeah, it's our whole cover band. Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. Andy,
2: you're on keys. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm on mandolin. I'm on uh, upright bass. <laughs> I'm on upright bass and uh, xylophone.
1: It's going to be great. So right before this moment, we get a really good Kurt, or quote from Kurt about their first shows, which is basically about LA bar shows also. If two people showed up, that was good enough. We had a crowd. Locals who hate us. Yep. That sounds, uh, sounds about right. Wow. Come out to the next Unpops live show, February 23rd. Well, this was about. Three days after Kurt Cobain's birthday.
0: This was also about, too, like I think people would show up when they were practicing and just come and right. hang out in the house, too.
1: Or they
2: were releasing videos of them in Radio Shack doing rock star moves for no one. <laughs> That's still my favorite. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what were they? They were playing In Bloom during that, I think, right? <laughs> yeah. There's all these fucking effects behind him. Looks like the <laughs> Nana Cherry Buffalo stance video which shouldn't have looked like that for the time it came That's out either. Funny. Yeah. I do think this documentary is interesting mostly for the interviews with his family. Yeah. You I think you get more insight into who he really is in those parts.
0: Yeah, but there's also like there's a degree of like if I die, there's definitely people I don't want you talking to. <laughs> in a documentary about being oh for the sure. shit They say is going to be.
1: And his dad would probably be one of those people for him. Yeah, and you do they do interview his dad in this, but yeah. they don't interview
2: the family Camaro, which I was really that's upset disappointing. About. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, but you know his his stepmom talks more than his dad does, and a lot of the footage of right. his dad is just his dad looking uncomfortable, very and, like, they uncomfortable. Even do a close up of him like gripping the sofa. Yeah, and th- this is that kind of crisp, like comes. That's what my problem with this comes down to, is there's a lot of really ethically irresponsible stuff. There's a lot of manipulation in this doc. Right. There's a lot of taking things out of context and applying a new context to them. Having said that, I do agree with you. These interviews are great. I like the Tracy... Yeah, interview the interviews the with
1: Tracy Miranda are really interesting. She talks about Kurt constantly having dreams that someone was trying to break in the house and kill mm-hmm. him, uh, specifically his family. But... Nothing weird about that. Nothing no, at all. No. That's
2: fine. Why would you want to lock doors and barricade them around you? If yeah.
0: You, why would you buy a gun if you yeah. thought your fucking mom was going to come and cut your throat? Yeah. What if that's why he was in the greenhouse because he thought someone was going to come try and kill him? I mean, that's, that's I mean, actually that's the what, thing is they'd had break-ins at his house. Yeah. That's so he was. That's yeah. what Dylan Carlson and they, says. They took his other gun away. So, which that's kind
1: of a shady story too. We've talked. I think we talked about it maybe on the
0: conspiracy. It episode. Must have been. Uh, we haven't yeah. talked about it here.
1: Yeah, as
0: long as I've been hearing, anyway.
1: I don't remember all the details, but I think it's it's one of the points where Courtney starts the he's suicidal narrative, and that's why they took the guns. But when the police arrived, he was like, "I locked myself in the bathroom to keep Courtney away from me." Yeah, like I'm not suicidal, but it went into the police record as he's suicidal. We have to take all his guns.
2: I I have often locked myself in a bathroom to keep Courtney away from me.
1: It's just <laughs> I could see it happening.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. man. Oh yeah. I yeah. But he, he's he's uh, sorry. What was I going to say? Oh, that that part of the doc with Tracy talking about him being at home while she was at work, and yeah. then they have the, they're like playing. You know what this. The documentary is named after the sound collages he made. Yeah. uh, From the montage of Heck tape or whatever. And
1: not just that. He's like fucking Nixon. He recorded everything. Yeah, Like there's clips
0: of him answering phone calls and all kinds of And working on stuff and making weird sound collages. And like that's my favorite part of the movie, I think, is just that that, sweet little sublime sequence after her talking about like while I was away, he was doing stuff at home. And like you would think. You know, that he wasn't doing anything, but he was working in the way that he works, right? basically, uh, to paraphrase her. And then there's that, yeah, him, like, playing music. There's a cat. He's answering yeah. the phone. He's eating. He's painting, you know. And, it, like, that's my favorite part of the whole movie is...
1: Yeah, all of that was really interesting. The Have you ever listened to the album? No. Montage of heck? No. It's, not,
0: it's like, not good. As a
1: collection of songs, it's not great. But hearing them peppered throughout the movie like the small handful of them that are in the movie mm-hmm. it's really effective and like he plays a version of verse chorus verse that's really slow and kind of droning and it like i could see it being in a movie trailer it was really yeah. cool kurt but-
2: was really kind of a Renaissance man <sighs> no
1: yeah i mean
0: don't okay Uh, But, well, to that point, he did a lot of stuff.
2: grunge and renaissance put together. He
0: did a lot of stuff. As one word. There's a lot of, there's a smattering of, like, his drawings and movies that he made when he was a kid and sculptures and stuff, like, throughout the documentary in these montage sequences. And they're often animated, like, the drawings will be animated and, like, footage from his films will be intercut with footage from other stuff. And it's kind of a soup. And it does. There's no context to any of it. And so you're like, I want to see these drawings, to, like without this animation stuff. I want to see the films he made as a kid, right? Without clips from other stuff cut into it, so that I know what his intent was without this filmmaker applying his own intent and meaning to them. I
2: know what you're saying, and I can appreciate it. But I think the artistry of Kurt is best expressed through someone else. I think Kurt. No, I think Kurt's best work was collaborative. I think when it was by himself, it was the least accessible.
0: Yeah, but I think I don't know. I mean, I, I like stuff that's. Inaccessible. Yeah, I know. I know. What you, <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's very true. Uh, but I just think that in this context, it's weird because it's there's this so meaning to it that's applied. That's
1: Butch Vig should have gone through it.
0: Yes, and uh, put yeah. it together. Yeah. And then yeah. the yeah. they should have had yeah. the
1: guy f- who mixed all the REM albums and <laughs> yeah. make it sound really bright and <laughs> yeah, poppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like
0: I'm the kind of person that would listen to Montage of Heck and probably get really into it because try I try it like out, the see little, what happens. Uh, yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> it gets the other problem is aren't there like 50 songs on there or something? It's There's long. A, it's I don't know if I've made long. it all the way through. To be honest, I saw a four LP version of it at wow. Amoeba Records once. I didn't buy it, but. It was there. Four? I think it was 4 LPs, yeah.
0: Wow. It was a
1: big old box set. So, some of those remixes or <laughs> some of those live versions yeah, like or what, maybe it just uh, Now I got to see how many LPs
0: it was. It couldn't
1: like... have been that many, right?
0: I just think that like, I don't know, the stuff like that would be more interesting to me because I have like the with the lights out box set. Right. And yeah, I don't listen to it a lot. We all do. I don't listen to it a lot because it
1: looks like a 2 LP set. But there's a goddammit. There's there's a limited edition version. You know, for a guy who hated Guns N' Roses,
2: he sure does pull some use your illusion shit. He says he use says your that. illusion. Yeah, he
0: says that in that when she's, when Courtney's asking him in their home videos, she asks him like, "Why do you think that is that people love you and they hate me?" And he's like, "Cause I know how to use my illusion." <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, he, know, he I mean he knows what he's saying when he says that. Yeah,
1: yeah. There are some legitimately funny Kurt moments in this. His Chris Cornell impression when while she's while, talking about how much while we're seeing her breasts oh uh, yeah mm. and again who's filming that that comes up in buzz osborne's review is that Callie also filming that or is well it he Dylan? suspects it's probably eric right? Eric erlandson yeah. and he was like that's her ex-boyfriend kurt had to put up with shit like that all the time like she would just have her exes around the house yeah.
2: filming her naked
1: yeah, and that—that's one thing. Bummer. I noticed about this. Were they ever fucking alone? No. There was always someone at their goddamn house. Well,
2: and then when Kurt goes alone, look what
1: happens. That's true. Some you know, El Duce breaks in and shoots him in <laughs> the fucking mouth. Uh, I do like that they're able to use actual Nirvana music in this because there are some really good live performances.
0: Yes, there are. I don't. I really like the Kalasny Brothers cover of. Smells like Teen Spirit a lot that they use during the. Um, do you want to put video. your monocle
1: in while you said that?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, like, you guys aren't familiar. It's the slow. The, they did the version no. of. They did that version of "Creep" that uh, was on the. I think the trailer for Social Network or whatever that everybody. Oh, okay. So they the just take other people's books. songs
2: and make them Vienna Choir Boys.
0: Yes, yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. Got it. And um, I really like that version. Of Smells like Teen Spirit, and I do like the lullaby version of All Apologies. Yeah. Other than that. I don't need all of the Nirvana music that's in this movie. It's just it's constant, it's non-stop, it's too much Nirvana. But it's a it's a Nirvana, Nirvana documentary. documentary.
1: But, like in fucking which documentary is it where like the boys are back in town is one of the songs.
0: It's like why are you playing fucking Thin Lizzy because right now? Because we can't that's about afford, yeah. And I actually like that. I like that it, throughout about a son they're playing the music that was that Kurt was inspired by and that he liked. They're playing the
2: music they can afford. Yeah. I don't
0: give a fuck if if it's a rights issue. I like it better. Okay. Like I think it's a better effect. I I just I, I don't know. We're all the, like around the same age. We heard Nirvana. You know what I mean? Like, right. we heard it plenty. I don't need it in a documentary about but that's Kurt Cobain. You're talking
1: about us. Like, if it's a documentary, especially a documentary like Montage of Heck, which they're selling as. This is an intimate portrait of Kurt Cobain yeah, and Nirvana's rise. That's not for us. That's for people who might discover Nirvana in the future. And there's so much out there about like, oh, Kurt Cobain couldn't play guitar. They were like a sloppy live band. And then you see these live performances yeah. and they definitely aren't.
0: The live performance footage I get. it's, But it's this, the non-diegetic... I'll use tell you of Nirvana songs throughout the film that I just think is overwhelming. Did he say non diegetic Jesus fucking Christ!
1: Class deceased. <laughs> I
0: keep forgetting I'm the only, I'm, I'm the film school dork here. We're not forgetting it. No, you've made it very clear. <laughs>
2: I will say, by way of comparison, other documentaries, Soaked in Bleach being one of them, they just use music beds that they think sound like Nirvana, that you're like, Nirvana never sounded like this. Yeah. What you're doing is you went on a like music rights thing, and you went, I'll take that one, because it has kind of the sound of that era, but also sounds nothing like the band.
0: I have a whole other set of problems with Soaked in Bleach. Uh, that... Well,
2: luckily we'll do a whole episode <laughs> about it, so.
0: but well,
2: it's, it's a... It's a, it's a is it not an iambic pentameter enough for you? <laughs> what is the problem with
0: it? I uh, mean, I get what you're saying. It's nice to finally get a Nirvana doc where they can use the music. Uh, also, though, I know that like Courtney loves getting rich because they're using this music. And Chris uh, Novoselic. That yeah. plane
2: doesn't pay for itself. And Dave Grohl. <laughs> yeah. He's fine.
1: He's fine. I thought the home videos with Francis were really cute. Like
2: you, They bother me. They make me... Those are the ones that made me the make most disturbing. very uncomfortable. Yeah, because you're like, again... If this is Eric filming this, what the fuck is happening? You, you mean like just of of
1: Francis, or the one where it's the three of them? Because the three of them creeps me out. Well, the ones I remember, it's usually Kurt and Courtney filming, and they're passing the camera back mm. and forth. There's
0: some of that. There's also some that are filmed by a third party. The right.
1: one, I mean, the one that's really disturbing is the one where Kurt is clearly oh, God. fucked up He's on so hair. High, yeah. And it's when she's getting her first haircut. Or something like that.
0: And I don't like that. Courtney? I,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, no, I don't like that, but there are some genuinely charming the, yeah, moments I, where, yeah. like, you see Francis and Kurt playing together or him playing her God. a song. And she
0: must have. Francis, who was a guest judge on Drag Race a couple weeks ago, by the way. Uh, you mentioned that last time. No, I don't think I did. Because I swear it, to God you did. No, I was talking about Drag Race and I, like, ran down the episode for you, but then the next week, Francis. Bean was uh, a guest judge. Also, it was te- on a podcast you haven't listened to yet. I texted you about it. Oh.
2: Oh. I could have sworn you actually talked about it when we were together.
0: No, I think I... Whatever. Right. Point is... <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why I even brought it up.
2: Because you just wanted to talk about Drag
0: Race. I really do. Yeah. I would love to just talk about Drag Race. Um, Sorry. You know we have a Drag yeah, Race I know. podcast I know. on the network. I know. Joe. It's Joe In K, theory. Right? No. Okay. It'll be back someday, I hope. Mm. Uh, so... She had to have signed off on this. Like she had, yeah. right? She had to have been and are, like, okay are we with this because footage she's... of her as a baby being released.
1: Yeah, I, but, I guess I don't know what's that creepy about the videos of the kid. Is it because she's naked? There's a naked baby no, on the no, album. It's not no, 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 no. no. It, it's
2: to me the ones I'm thinking of. It's. Courtney, Kurt, and Francis, and to me, it's like, these are private moments, and they're still being filmed by a third person. Well, it seems That's like... What it is. Yeah. And now, the, yeah. to
0: me, it's less that they're being filmed by a third person, that is part of it, but it's more that, like, now, strangers are watching... I mean, you have this f- scene during the Unplugged setup, where he's asking for his friends and family to sit in the front row. Right. Because he hates strangers. Yeah, I think That's how was- paranoid he had gotten by that point.
1: I think he was joking a little bit a little bit but
0: like, you, there's if you, a little bit of truth
1: in it have that you ever least. watched the unedited version of MTV Unplugged it mm. floated around as a bootleg for a long time it's so weird it's it's weird but it's not as dark and heavy as people make it out to be well, like he's in a pretty good mood but you know for, where most stuff yeah of
0: it. i think for the most part too that's the way he was there was like if, even in this there's like footage of them goofing around on the video set for Heart Shaped Box Right. And they're just having a blast. They're having a
1: great time. You know what you don't see a lot of video of him being sad or him being depressed yeah. or him being sick. Um I feel every interview I watched with
2: him, every interview from both when it was happening in real time to even rewatching them. Maybe he just feels put upon or something, but he does seem sad in them to me.
1: I mean, sometimes Well, he's he's yeah. from Seattle for fuck's sake. <laughs> Everyone there is There's a, a different little different bar.
0: There's a different bar yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think he
1: went to all of them. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's he's like
1: mildly depressed by Seattle standards, but here
2: he's, <laughs> he's the bipolar happiest man one. in Seattle. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, old cheery Kurt, as we call him up here in Seattle. <laughs> I don't know about that Kurt. He smiles a little too much for Aberdeen. Uh, but I, to me, it's just that, like, even if that is a joke and he's joking around there, he was he was moving into a dark place by that point, right, and knowing what happened to him whether or not he was murdered or he did take his own life he was or murdered. what or whatever he was murdered he was
2: definitely murdered
0: he's a guy who definitely had a lot of problems of, and yeah. who and who died uh, too young tragically right leaving behind a widow and an orphan child
2: uh, more the child i'm concerned about well yes
0: okay. yeah. yeah i'm just saying on paper all of this you know you factor all of that in on paper though it could be forged
2: me... it could be very forged on paper <laughs> we'll get to that
0: yeah. <laughs> It's just weird to me to watch this. You know, it's part of that that idea. The the documentary selling point of it being the most intimate portrait you've ever seen of this man. That's what bothers me. And And then when I see that footage, it's like. This feels exploitative.
2: As we're talking about it and as you're expressing your thing, I, I realize what, what stands out to me about it. It's, it's the idea of staging something for Instagram is how you think of it now. It's like yeah. you're, you're staging your home videos. They're not even authentic then. Right. And I think that's what's weird to me is that huh. you can't well, even they... have a moment with your newborn daughter and your wife, whatever your relationship is. You're having to stage it to sell it.
1: Right. And that was clearly – like it's, it, to me it just came off as they recorded all the time. Like, yeah. they just had a camera going all the fucking time when they were home. And who knows for what? But Kurt, like, he did that. Like, he mm-hmm. would film, like... Well, like He the...
0: recorded himself hanging out at his apartment when he lived with Tracy... Uh... Yeah.
1: And the... Morgan. Live...
0: <laughs> Ullman.
2: <laughs> I would watch... Spencer Tracy. Kurt Cobain, Tracy Morgan, buddy cop movie. Oh, that hell would yeah. be the best movie. <laughs> yeah. But he... Uh... <laughs> None of us are going to do a Tracy Morgan if can, impression? If you no can one, believe it, I lost my train of thought. Absolutely
0: <laughs> not. Well, I, I think I get, I get what you're saying about how... I don't know if I do, actually. <laughs> they recorded everything. Yeah,
3: right.
1: Sorry. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Actually, as I'm talking, I don't know if I do. They... Well, well, no, I was going to bring up like the Live Tonight sold out documentary. Yeah. That's Kurt. Like, yeah. Kurt yeah. shot most yeah. of that footage, or it's compiled from them on TV. And, like, that was his entire idea like he had all of that that's why they were able to finish mm-hmm. it is he had it all sketched out he knew what s- clips he wanted to use so it seemed like he was s- someone who just filmed all the fucking time
0: well he and yeah and and uh, in addition to filming everything he you know as a kid he made movies he wrote in journals he documented his life in multiple different ways right and formats because he didn't Really have a family, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that all this stuff from his childhood, where he—I
2: wonder if he was documenting it because he's like, "I'm going to lie about this so much. I need,
0: <laughs> I need to know what what really, really happened." happened. Yeah. I think he yeah. was,
1: I think he was filming it because he was like, "These people are going to kill me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the future, my, my nanny's going <laughs> to orchestrate my death. Jesus
2: Christ! Which is the ending of Muppet Babies, by the way, is the it nanny. Is. Or kills Kurt Cobain.
1: (laughs) Kills Muppet Kurt Cobain. Now, that's a sad Kurt. It sure is. Every time Muppet Kurt talks, it
0: just brings that whole fucking franchise
3: down. Hi-ho, Kurt Cobain here.
0: I really see him as more of a... Which one? Gosh, I don't know. He's like an amalgam of Fozzie, Rolf, and Skeeter. (laughs) He's definitely not Kermit. He's for sure not Kermit Cobain. No.
2: I think Kermit Cobain would be the
0: best. Eddie Vedder is Kermit. <laughs> I think. Yeah. yeah. So, he's also kind of a little bit animal. A little bit. And he,
1: he can play
2: drums. He's a little bit Dr. Teeth, though, don't you think? He is the band leader. He is the guy in charge of everybody.
0: I think all the Muppet Babies were Kurt. Mm. Oh, wow. I could see Kurt in a little bit of every Muppet <laughs> <movie>. <laughs>
1: He was the voice of his generation of Muppet, <laughs> Muppet babies. He sure was. So this documentary it goes pretty quickly from the in utero years to Kurt's last days, much as this podcast has. Well, that's just, just uh, like reality did. Yeah, Exa- yeah, pretty much. What was it? Two months between uh, the
2: Rome and the and the end?
1: One month. One, one month. month. Yeah. yeah. In the Rome, <laughs> it's been
2: one month since I overdosed in Rome. <laughs>
0: Got a bunch of candles from the Vatican.
1: <laughs> that story's got to be a lie.
0: Kick the piece <laughs> off the Coliseum. The, the bare naked riot
2: girls, everybody. If Please per- look in my blood. <laughs> <for> vomit. <laughs> Please look in my vomit for
0: some blood.
2: You got to spend mac and cheese with too
1: much jalapeno. <laughs> uh, <laughs> references. <laughs> references. Uh, good times. Uh, has anyone ever had mac and cheese with jalapeno? It's fucking good. I'm sure I have. Yeah. I put jalapenos on almost everything.
2: This is yeah, really good. Yeah. yeah. I've had jalapenos on a fucking donut.
1: That mm, no, I have. I've done no, it. That's too much. Well, I one time, the fucking junior chef kids one time pulled up to my job in a food truck and the were Junior out chef. Put a bag kids. over your ass. Chef you Junior. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh. And it was like being okay. filmed. And yeah, they robbed us. And then uh, they were handing out donuts they made, and this girl made a jalapeno cheddar donut, and it was gross. Yeah. It was uh, nasty.
2: Trejo's Donuts makes like a nacho donut, and every review of it is like, why are you doing this, yeah. Danny Trejo? You
1: don't need to do that. So yeah, this the documentary, by the time MTV Unplugged happens, there's only 12 minutes left in the documentary, which I guess is kind of fitting, because that's sort of- like, if the atomic scientist put out a clock showing how close Kurt Cobain was to dying, it would have been about 12, 12 minutes sure. to midnight around
0: November also, 30th.
2: too, by the time uh, Unplugged came out, his 15 minutes of fame were almost over. Oh, no. Oh, no.
0: One month after returning from Rome. I took my own life. I was 27 years old. That is literally how this documentary ends. That's how it ends. That's how the documentary ends. What? that text on a black screen. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't say that. It's not, I'm just doing a, yeah, I'm doing Kurt reading what it says on Um, the thing.
3: Yeah, I just wanted to fill everybody in. I'm not alive anymore. (laughs) Um, In case you were watching this, just thinking I'm around, hooking up with all the hot, um, mentally challenged honeys. It's (laughs) not what's up. Jesus. Jesus. Follow me on Instagram? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's your boy Kurt here. <laughs> Hashtag sponsored post. Yeah. I'll be at the
0: Omaha Funny Bone, <laughs> April 20th. Uh,
3: come on out. I'll be doing the uh, Family Fecal Matters material. <laughs> Headlining the Comedy Store Main Room.
0: <laughs> you might know me from the roast of, God damn it.
3: See me at the Burbank Comedy you Festival? You can see me at the Burbank Comedy Festival. <laughs> uh, I'll be on the Jeff Garland stage. It's just Jeff Garland. I stand on him.
1: (laughs) I would watch anyone on the Jeff Garland stage. Anytime. So, How
2: many of us are banned from the Burbank Comedy Festival? I know I am. How would we even know? (laughs) How would I know? Because when the lineup comes out, you're one of the five people not listed on the lineup. Oh, sure. That makes sense.
1: I did forget to to mention that at one point in this documentary kurt cobain's mom delivers the only this changes everything that's justified in this whole story okay meaning every this this changes everything everyone we've said is meaningless next to hers which she said it in reference to the the nevermind hearing nevermind for the first time and she was like everything's gonna change now yeah yeah (laughs) she said she was scared when she heard it, scared in a good way. No. Oh, she said. She said she looked at him and told him, "You aren't ready for this." Wow. Yeesh. And then everything changed. And then, yeah. Except that she was right about that. Right. <laughs> that Thinks? stayed consistent yeah. the whole time.
0: That and then the, I like the uh, when she talks about confronting him. That was her, right? Wait, what about? About heroin?
2: Mm. No, I don't think that was her. Who was uh, that? Was that the stepmom? No, it wasn't the stepmom. Yeah, I don't
1: remember. Shit. (laughs) It's not in my notes, so it didn't happen. Never mind. Never happened. Is the whole problem. And so they start talking about, I really, I hated the way the ending is edited here, because they were really trying to cleverly deliver a message.
0: Well, they were doing that throughout. They were doing right. that throughout the film. They were cl- they were they were using editing and and stuff to manipulate. You know, yeah, what you were. I mean, obviously. And but here they do it.
1: They do it for, in kind of a yeah. gross yeah.
0: way. If you're willing
1: to accept that, maybe Kurt Cobain's death is something we should look into more. Which that your entire opinion of this episode is probably based on that and the next one. Buckle sure, up. the next <laughs> one. But uh,
2: montage of propaganda, more like
1: right? <laughs> huh
0: montage of facts
1: (laughs) (laughs) so they cut from mtv unplugged they show him playing all apologies to start and then they cut to this story that courtney love tells well
0: they before that they cut to during all apologies footage of him as a little kid and then footage of him with francis right and I mean, definitely, they're, um, trying, to, they're trying to manipulate right. your emotions there before they get into the thing you're To about. where yeah. Courtney
1: Love manipulates the facts of
0: yeah. her husband's murder.
1: But she tells this story, and this is the other thing Buzz Osborne took a lot of issue with. She claims that she one time thought about cheating on Kurt Cobain, and that's why he tried to kill himself in Rome. And- what they do is in that that story, Buzz Osborne's argument is if everything Kurt tells me told me is true, she was cheating on him long, long, long before
0: that I mean, they were cheating on each other, right? because she even says in this documentary in this moment in this interview section, she says that she wasn't as into monogamy as he was,
1: but she also but she cl- also very clearly says she never cheated on him.
0: She says she never cheated on him, but also in multiple recordings of her talking is saying that she that he cheated on her right so for her to be like well he was super into monogamy it's like that doesn't wash then with you using that as a reason for your fidelity like it's right
1: and she claims that she thought about cheating on him while she was in london and he was in rome and that he just
0: somehow figured it out psychically new yeah Oh, yeah, it's just really interesting. She actually to me.
1: uses the word psychic.
0: I yeah. Think. yeah, she
2: does. I just think it's real funny that they were that into low
1: fidelity. Uh, <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. No? A lot of high infidelity, like the Ario Speedwagon yeah. album. A lot okay, of. Okay, twist.
0: Uh, we're just done. We're ending <laughs> 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 <This> is- <laughs>
2: I didn't even get to my Rome if you want to.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: I didn't even
2: get into oh, that, that one. Right. Yeah. And we're back. And Yay. we're back.
1: But yeah, she says that she thought about cheating on him in Rome. And that's why he tried to commit suicide in Rome. And the Rome incident comes up a lot in the next documentary.
2: Well, you know that saying, when in Rome, try to kill yourself because Courtney Love might be having an affair.
1: Right. When in Rome, steal candles from the Vatican and then take 67 roofies with your champagne. And- (laughs) Jesus. Well, is it 67? That's what
0: she says in this In this That's one. That's what
1: she says, and we talk about it more in the next documentary, but the doctor who treated him in Rome disputes that. He yeah. said there were not that many pills and that this was not a suicide. He said it was an accident from... Mixing, mixing hypno and alcohol. Champagne. It's me,
2: the Italian a- doctor that- <laughs> did a Mr. Cobain. It was not a 67. It was an accident. Oh, Mamma Mia. Kurt, why don't you just play the happy
0: music? That went on so much longer than I expected it to. Really? Because I thought it was going to go on longer. It was over. It was mercifully quick for me. I got to go down this pipe now.
2: Is that the noise you hear? In the... When he gets when I go on to a level two, it goes And we're back. It's always so fun to see two people that I like a lot look at me like this was a mistake.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that's what she says it caused the Rome incident. And I <sighs> I
0: don't believe her, no one, thing. no, no, not no, and not especially the
1: part where she's been the one providing most of the details of Kurt Cobain's last days all of these years, yeah. and we've never heard that story no. until right before the next documentary we're about to talk about. Yeah, comes and it's out,
0: and it's not the kind of thing that you would say, well. Because there are some things that where it's like, okay, with age and perspective and hindsight now, I can acknowledge that maybe this thing I didn't normally connect to this other thing might have had something to do with each other. Right. That's fair. That's a thing that happens. This is so substantial. I mean, the way that she paints it is like, oh, well, he psychically knew that I thought about cheating on him, which I didn't do, by the way. She keeps making a point right. to be like, I didn't even make the call. I could have. She's like doing the Trump thing where it's like I could have fucked anybody but I didn't. I literally right. tweeted
2: yesterday that Courtney Love yeah. is the Riot Girl version of Trump.
0: Yep, I love that. It's, <laughs> it's exact, she's not like, a Riot Girl. Deadil. No, but that is what she is trying to portray herself riot. as. Yeah. Yes. Uh but so then she like her, she says her re- his reaction to it was that he completely flipped out lost his shit right. and then and then like this happened immediately afterward it's like yeah you would have that's not a thing you forget and then reflect upon with hindsight a lot and, of people oh, yeah. talking
1: about my husband's suicide a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> well one thing that she's like she kind of makes it seem like he found this out and then that night tried to kill himself She's leaving out that at some point in that span of time, he calls their lawyer and, asks, and says he wants to divorce yeah. Courtney Love. Right. So when did he do that? Because that's a thing. Like, the lawyer has said that on Well, the timeline
0: tape. is, I think, so she says she, she was going to cheat on him while she was in London. Right. And he was in Was Rome? he in Rome while she was in he London? He was in
1: Rome, but then she eventually came and met him yeah, in exactly. Rome. Yeah, exactly.
0: And that's when the incident happened. Right. That's when the overdose happened.
1: Right. Because he, he was
2: like, how can I erase the fact that Courtney Love is in this room with me right <laughs> now? I'll take 67 roofies and some champagne.
1: But we'll talk about it more. They, the, the facts around the Rome incident are really sketchy. Yeah. Super sketchy.
0: Yeah. But... You know what they got in Rome? What's up? Spaghetti and Incidents. Oh, okay. Because the Guns N' Roses album, Travis. Oh, there's a headline in here from some publication that's like Nirvana, the Guns N' Roses. It's okay to like. (laughs) (laughs) Why is like who thought of this word salad? This makes no fucking sense.
1: Um, so (laughs) what I hate about how the way this documentary ends, they they Courtney Love tells that story. And then they play the entire performance from MTV Unplugged of Where Did You Sleep Last Night, which we all know is the last song on basically the last major thing they ever recorded. Mm -hmm. And then that song ends, and like Andy just mentioned, black screen that just says Kurt Cobain took his.
0: One month after. Yeah, one month after returning from Rome, Kurt Kurt Cobain Cobain took his own life took his own life. He was 27 years old.
1: And what they're trying to imply is, oh, well that's why that's his last song because you know, he's broken up about his wife cheating on him. A fucking song he recorded 1 months uh, earlier, a yeah. year earlier, wasn't yeah. it? No, it was just a few months okay. earlier. They recorded MTV Unplugged in November of 2000 or no. No. <laughs> no. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. 1993, but they'd been playing that song on tour for a long, long time.
0: Yeah, and he had been talking about in interviews being, like, really into lead belly and wanting yeah. to do more stuff like that. So it's... Right. It's That's why. It has nothing to do with this. And it's such a
1: convenient thing for them to point to. And it really is effective in yeah. this documentary. Yeah, a
0: lot of the things in this documentary that this documentary does that are ethically abhorrent uh, are right. effective. Yeah. And- I'll give it that.
1: I, I think that's that's one of them. And that's how it ends. Like, it, it just ends with that black screen. They don't talk about any of the details of the death. Nope. At all. Which, nothing weird about
2: that. Nothing weird at all. <laughs> not still a case that people think should be investigated.
1: Not even a little no, bit. No. They don't. Case yeah. closed. Case closed. Case reopened. N- nothing to see here, folks. But, uh, yeah, that's how it ends. Like. Yeah. Just like just like my
3: life ended very suddenly. Just like how I played that one song and bugged my eyes out and clearly was kind of at, at a moment where I was kind of done performing. Um, that's just how my life ended. What you don't see is the outtake where I go and I like talk to the kids in the audience and have them sign shit. <laughs> oh, hey, babe. No, no, I was just talking about how my life was actually better. I, yeah. Okay, but I just, I, can I? <laughs> I want, okay. Oh, wait, oh, why is El Duce here? That's weird. <laughs> sure, I guess we'll just go out to the train tracks together. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> All right, oh, oh, hey, babe, you still there? Can you pick up some heroin on the way home? All right, thanks, babe. And scene.
1: That was pretty great.
0: Hope you're enjoying these previews from my uh, yeah. two-man show, Kurt and Courtney.
1: <laughs> Calls with Courtney. When Kurt Vile and Courtney Barnett toured, yeah. their... Uh, their tour posters was them recreating the uh, Kurt and yeah. Courtney uh, DVD cover. Yeah, it's pretty great.
0: Well, there's that uh, real estate agency, too. Yeah, ALA. I hate them. <laughs> oh, gosh.
2: But uh, Andy and I will be performing love calls.
1: Uh,
0: you can <laughs> see us all around town. Uh,
1: We're pitching it the Vice. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. So <laughs> that's how this fucking documentary ends. They don't talk about the death at all. Uh, on the next episode... Our last episode. Fuck. And then. And No, don't say are it.
3: Stop it. You ready?
2: <laughs> I am not ready. I thought I was ready, and then it turns out I'm so not ready. Pod
1: the fucking life coming, and then we're gonna do a good band after that. One oh. month
0: after recording Pod the Life, <laughs> Andy Sell took his own life. <laughs> He, life. Was, he was 38 years old. <laughs> wow. You
2: joined the 38 club. <laughs> you sure did. And that's why you really have to monitor pornography. You can't just let people <laughs> listen
1: to it. Very, very hurtful. It's a public concern for sure. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah. This is fun. <laughs> it was fun. And it's we're on. not joking. We do have a podcast about... I'm going to try and condense their entire history into six episodes. Oh, I please, can condense it into you. one sentence. Thank you.
0: Because it's about... Look, <laughs> when it comes to corn tent, it's about quality, not quantity.
1: That's completely true.
0: <laughs> You're
1: corn-tooting.
2: <laughs> I, I was just corned this way, so oh. I just have to live with how I am. Can we corn with the podcast, please? Uh, please. I, I certainly am not meaning to... Uh...
0: I hold you in corn tent. <laughs>
2: Cornder, Cornder in the corn. <laughs> oh my God! Now he's just
1: becoming Groot, but with corn. <laughs> I am corn. So, in the next episode, we're going to talk more about how Courtney Love <laughs> killed Kurt Cobain. Killed
0: corn. <laughs> killed Cobain. Killed corn. Corn Bain. Corn Corn Bain. <laughs>
1: Oh man. Oh my God. How but we, By the way, we are. we be- are totally going to talk about that on the next
0: <laughs> Can episode. Can we talk about how Kurt's neighbor is running for president? What? Yeah. Howard Schultz. Howard Schultz. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, we can't talk (laughs) about that. The guy who always called him Kurt (laughs)
1: Cornbane. Wrote it right on the cups. This is great. This is so much fun. Yeah. What do we have to plug before we.
2: The Corncast, which is is coming out out soon.
1: Pod the Life. Pod the Life. Also, check out $3 Pod, y'all. Please check it
2: out. I. I've I have ha- wow. I've had some new listeners uh, comment to me that they actually really enjoy that show and for uh, as much as I don't like Limp Biscuit,
1: boy did I have fun doing that show with you guys. It's very fun. Yeah. Like we sometimes we talk about shitty bands and then next we might do a good band. Yeah.
0: I had fun doing it. I, I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And corn'll be fun. <laughs> sure. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't wait to go into the corn maze. Oh, sure. Oh, wow. Also, corn maize. Maize. Hmm. Hmm. Makes you think. Gives you something to contemplate. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Let's get <laughs> out of here.
2: Does anyone else have anything to plug? I will be at a house in Van Nuys this evening. I'm not allowed to tell you where. I don't know if it'll be any good. Travis is going to rob <laughs> gonna somebody. Is going to be in the
0: room
1: above the garage? <laughs> Hope so. We'll never find you there. <laughs> I got nothing to plug. What about Ghoul School, a horror history podcast available on the Unpops Podcast See, Network? See, I'm like
0: Courtney Love. I just manipulated you into doing that for me. Oh, no. Well, I got paid $9.5 million for <laughs> it. That's true.
1: Because you headlined
2: Cornapalooza.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. Ghoul School, a horror history podcast, is wrapping up its first season. So check it out.
1: Wow. Okay. All right. More like a corn-her-history podcast. Yeah. Trying to think about how that works. Corn her. Corn her. Like with like you, horror, But oh. with corn.
2: I was thinking like a corner. Like when you die, the corner. Comes oh, to sure. Get you.
0: Yeah,
1: that's not bad. <laughs> corn- cornerer. Let's do a podcast about the history of coroners with a K. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get the fuck out of yeah. here. Yeah. Andy, say goodbye. Goodbye. Travis, say goodbye.
2: Just because I'm gone doesn't mean you have to corn me. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> We love you.
3: Courtney Love is in the CIA. Would
2: you quit smoking that weed? I'm getting a corn tacked high. (laughs)